Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for January 21st. How is everyone doing today? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF 21, on Instagram at ETOF 21 Sports underscore. For free horse racing picks at ETOF 21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing on the gram. For free fantasy football tips at ETOF 21 Sports underscore fantasy. And just for my hot takes, Five things from yesterday at Etoff two one sports underscore sports underscore news. How is everyone doing today? We have a great show today. Today we're just talking divisional round. This is the absolute best weekend of the NFL play, hands down. Best weekend of the NFL. You have two games Saturday, two games Sunday, and what we're doing here is we're diving into it. We have my man Chase from Better Than Vegas. The Wolf of Oakland. He's coming on. He's the host of Fantasy Foreplay on the BTV live stream every Sunday morning. Him and I are going to dive into stuff from a fantasy aspect. We're going to give you the four players you should build around for your DFS lineup. And then David, a.k.a. Alpha underscore Analytics 21 from the gram or Denver Dog Better on Twitter him and I are going to go game by game, and we're just going to talk it up. He's going to say who he likes and why. I'm going to say who I like and why. And a couple games David passes passed on, I have a bet in every single game. However, in one game, I have a better number than, as, than it, what is available right now. So we're really going to focus on the Divisional this weekend. Um, in terms of me, you can find me tomorrow, bright and early, 9 a.m. Chicago time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. I will be on Better Than Vegas talking a little cutting necks. Uh, that is their basketball show. Uh, Gino is going to be on it. Beho, Woofy, Chase, he'll be on it. Myself and Gentry will be going through the slate of college games, talking some bets we locked in, whole nine yards. Uh, then also I will be on a live stream. I believe it's going to be 3 p.m., um, we're going to be talking a little NFL for the games of the day. So looking forward to that and then the normal Sunday. So yeah, you guys will be seeing a lot from me. We've got a great show for today. Really looking forward to a lot of informational stuff to help you guys make some money. Um, before we get into the show though, we need to remember the most important thing when it comes to sports betting. Play the numbers. Sometimes these sports books, they talk to you and it was a perfect opportunity last night. Last night, Purdue was only laying three and a half points at Indiana. And that line speaks to you. When you see a line and you sit back and you're like, whoa, shouldn't that line be more? That is the book's way of talking to you, telling you who you should bet. With that line opening up so short, it is telling you to bet Indiana. And I'll be honest, it was a perfect spot to bet Indiana too. I mean, we hammered it. So please guys, if a line seems too good to be true, it generally is too good to be true. And don't go rushing to bet it. And we're at this weird time now. It's not a weird time. It's a great time where there's an insane amount of sports. I mean, just look at this weekend. We have a UFC card. We have NFL playoffs. We have college basketball. We have NHL. We have NBA. There's a ton of, NHL, a ton of stuff. A million things. We got to practice 
discipline with the amount of bets we have on the table. We have to. Have to practice discipline. And I'll be the first to admit, you know, it took me a while. I had to look myself in the mirror and I was like, during the college football slate, you just have too much, too much action out there. So next year for college football, yeah, you know, I'm going to twindle down the action I have on there. And that's a hard thing to do. You have to constantly be looking at yourself and find a way to become a better, better, to learn from people. And it's funny to me because like in the betting industry, you have these people that just get, it's my way. I'm always right. No, no, no. Like when you become to the point where you're too good to learn, that's when you fall off. And that was, that's the best advice I can give. Always be willing to learn because there's always somebody that looks at something differently, that understands something differently than you. Um, that's why one of the guests today, Dave, David, I'm, I'm happy that I found him uh, during the pandemic on Instagram. And I'm happy to call him a friend because he introduced a whole different analytical stuff to betting that I didn't even think of. So I am really glad for him. So guys, it's always something to add. Um, I'm not good at first TD scores. I'm looking to learn more about that and how the people that hit that stuff and have success, how they, like what data points are they using? So that way I can help you and we can start cashing these for next year. So you guys always have to be willing to learn. There's no, nobody that is too better than the game. I am always working, always grinding, and always trying to help you guys make some money. As always, my DMs are open. I am posting every single basketball play for free. You can see my picks on the That's What G Said podcast. Gino and I record every Thursday. Uh, the link to that podcast is in my bio on Twitter and Instagram. Gino and I, four games on the docket. We talked for two fucking hours last night about every single fucking game on the docket. So we go in depth. Dave and I go in depth later. So let's jump right into it. Great show today. Like I said, we're going to jump into stuff from a DFS aspect and from a betting aspect today. So now we're at the part of the show where we give you the DFS people you need to build around. And we have a first timer. First timer on the show. We have who my mom says is the sexiest man on the internet. He's the CEO, I believe, of the Alex Dillard fan club. He's all over the place. He's got um, Oakland Oakland Racing Picks and HorseRacingNation.com. What was that, $28 profit last time for, for the Sunday card? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. $28 profit, so great ROI there. Him and Gino host the Santa Anita Pick'em preview show every day. They have a card. Uh, him and Beho, they host one of the funnier shows I have watched. And for literally a TV show to get my attention, it has to be good because I have AHAD to a motherfucker. Um, the lineup, and that's every Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Every every Wednesday night, I want to say uh, 9 o'clock Eastern on Twitter. And also he has the gymnasium, which I went on once, and it was one of – Best time I've had in my life in a long time with XFL Gym. We have Chase, the Wolf of Oakland. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm I'm great. I'm friggin' stoked to be here for the for the first time. You know, you and I've known each other for for a little bit now, mm. and uh, you know, you're one of my favorite people on Twitter. That's for sure. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, like, don't get creeped out, but my mom has an insane crush on you. I like, she thinks you're the shit. So if you have a 60-year-old lady sliding in your DMs, it's my mom. 
Okay, just that's, mentally prepare yourself for that, that and, uh, you know. That's the demographic that likes me the most, I'll be honest. Like, uh, mid- middle-aged white women don't really like me. But once they start kind of, you know, graduating up into, like, into like the, the you know, like, silver cougar kind of range, that's that's my wheelhouse. What, once they get that Medicaid card, that that's your demographic? Yeah, I mean, I can't say that's not strategic, <laughs> you know? So, we're here, we're going to talk some DFS. And again, guys, the whole thing is Chase and myself, we're going to try to give you three guys you can build your DFS lineups around, try to get you 60 points. The first position we're going to look at is the quarterback position. Um, Now, with it being such like a short slate, um, is there any guys you immediately just want to cross off the list? Uh, Quite honestly, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I feel like this is a, a great weekend with some, you know, more low-key matchups that might turn into just track meets that I, I kind of want to stay away from some of the more, like, marquee names with the exception of, of one, one of those, you know, one marquee player. Okay, so let's start on the top. I mean, you got Josh Allen. The guy's just a fucking thoroughbred. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, just a fucking stud of a man. He's won me a lot of money. He's only at 7600 how do you feel about old Joshua this weekend? I, I would put him... So, my thing is, I, I really like him. I, I like spending the money on him. Um, I, I think it, it it makes it a little more prohibitive to, to maybe stacking, like going like Allen and Diggs, and I feel like you would need to find maybe another position to stack him with, mainly like the tight end, um, to, to, to try to, to, to draw some additional value out of Josh Allen. But, I mean, come on. You, if you, the offense runs through him. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to run the ball. Um, the second highest number of red zone rushing attempts of all the quarterbacks that are left playing right now. Uh, he's extremely efficient in that, in that part of the field, too. So, I mean, he's, he's just a monster friggin' tour de force right now. Now, you brought up stacking, and during the regular season, I never stacked. But now we're in the playoffs. There's a there's limited amount of games. This is this is when I look into stacking and piggybacking guys together. How do you feel about stacking? See, I like stacking, but I don't like stacking and going with the two most obvious players. Uh, I, I like to find someone like under the radar who I think is going to blow up, and then maybe stack them with the quarterback. Um, you know, like um, you, you, you'll. Just because, like, who else are you going to put in your lineup if you put in, like, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Yeah. Like, it's just, you just don't leave yourself many options. So, I, I'm pro-stacking with the caveat that you have to find value with it. Okay. So, Al- Allen's one of the guys. He's one of the guys I was considering, too. Important to remember that the Chiefs give up the fifth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. And the Bills are starting to run the ball a lot more, especially with Allen. Now, off show, we kind of agree the next highest person is Patrick. Mahomes we're kind of on the fade Mahomes this week do you agree or disagree I, I absolutely agree I, I I think that this uh that this Buffalo defense is going to stack up really well against uh against KC they've already done it once this year granted KC was having you know wasn't really settling for the, the more patient offense of taking the underneath passes and everything but yeah it just didn't seem it didn't seem like this was a good spot I didn't want to spend the money for him so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on the fade Mahomes. Now, you mentioned fading Aaron Rodgers, and I think that I think people are going to look at the fact that San Francisco has kind of struggled uh, like defending the pass, but if you look at their last eight games, they've actually been decent defending the pass. 
So I kind of agree with you. I think Rodgers is going to be heavily owned, but I think we need to steer clear of him. Yeah, I, I would. I would tend to. I would tend to agree. And then once again, like what? I, I mean, if you are going to stack, it's not like you can put him with Devontae Adams, and then it's a crapshoot of who you can who you can actually add with him. Also, I mean, they're in Green Bay. I, I don't know what the weather's like in Green Bay, but I know it was like 15 degrees when I woke up in Arkansas this morning. So I, you got to think that they, they might let Aaron Jones and, and uh, Dylan run a little bit more. Um, yeah. you, you know, it, I, I, I think we've talked about this too. We feel like running games kind of win, you know, playoff matchups. And uh, granted, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been doing it in Green Bay for a really long time, but the, the, the extremely cold weather makes me a little bit hesitant. I agree with you 100%. The next one is Tom Brady. Um, I really think with him, it's hard because we don't know what's going on with the offensive line. Uh, Werfs, he was in a walking boot yesterday. I haven't seen today's practice report. He's a 338-pound man. I'd be shocked if he played with when he's walking in a walking boot and their uh, center had some stuff going on. What, um, what, what do you feel about Brady? I feel like he should be very afraid of what looks like a very strong pass rush right now out of L.A. It's like they finally put together the whole, you know, uh, Sue, Donald, uh, Vaughn Miller combination, and they're, they just absolutely wreaked havoc against, uh, I, I can't think of another word to describe Arizona last week other than flaccid. A flaccid Arizona. But, <laughs> like, you know, uh, he's going to have trouble. Then you've got such a lack of depth at wide receiver right now, and one of them's going to be on Ramsey Island. Yeah, yeah. So Brady's going to be a stay away. What about the coolest guy in Ohio, Joe Burrow? I love him. Absolutely love him. This is the the game, you know, since there's such a limited slate, like I want to find the game where I feel like it's going to be a track meet, and this is it. It, It's going to be be the the, uh, Cincinnati-Tennessee game. I think you're 100% right. I mean, I think that game is going to be a sneaky track meet. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, he doesn't throw the ball a whole lot in the red zone, but I'm not really worried about that because they have a wide receiving crew that can, you know, house it from pretty pretty well anywhere on the field. Like, it's just going to – what you might lose in red zone targets, you're probably making up for in, in, in yardage. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee does give up a lot of explosive plays. So I like I like Joseph as well. What about Maddie Stafford? I like him, but I don't trust him. Um, You know, leading up to the playoff game, it just kept looking like the moments were getting a little too big for for Stafford. You know, throwing a lot of picks. I, 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 you know, the Bengals' defense isn't exactly tough, but, I mean, he played against some also not tough defenses and threw a couple picks against them. Like, they were starting towel boys in Baltimore, and he was having trouble with them. I mean, his... He had three times the interceptions the second half of the season as the first time. So don't get me wrong. I'm looking at my autographed Matt Stafford jersey right now, but it is a he's a pass for me as well. The next one, Mr. Tannehill, the most underrated man in professional football. How do you feel about Ryan? Absolutely love Ryan Tannehill. Love Ryan Tannehill in the spot. He's going to be going against one of the the weakest defenses remaining in playoff football. Um, I give him a big bump due to the fact that uh, uh, Derrick Henry did not come off of the IR. Uh, that So he's not going to be – it's not like it's going to be the, the hand-the-ball-to-Henry show, as we've seen previously with Tennessee. Uh, and also, I mean, we can't 
we can't overlook the fact that like we talk about about uh, Josh Allen being a pretty good running the ball. People forget Ryan Tannehill is great. He's actually extremely efficient in the red zone. Uh, I, I'm seeing that he, he's scoring on 50% of his rushing attempts in uh, inside the 10 and 100% on of his rushing attempts inside the five. Uh, you know, so he might not be getting the same number of passing attempts, but at the end of the day, those those, those rushing TDs are pretty valuable. Yeah, because there were six as a, as opposed to the passing worth four. So I I love Tannehill as well. Um, Cincinnati happens to be, I think, 27th defending the play action. So they get that running game going. You get A.J. Brown. You have Julio Jones. So I, I love Tanny as well. Um, what about the only person starting this week who has dated a porn star, Jimmy Garoppolo? God, I'm going to do my best Stephen A. here. Porn star Jimmy. <laughs> um, I, I hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I just... I mean, this extends beyond statistics. I just think he's he's not a great quarterback. Also, you got a, a lot of their offense. I feel like is going to run through the that Kyle Shanahan handed down from his father. You know, zone rushing scheme. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I think he's one to stay away from because I could see them, you know, definitely kind of wanting to maybe keep the ball a lot and keep the ball, you know, and try to try to do a lot of running. Um, and so I, it could be a big Debo Samuel day, but I think it's it's definitely not a not a Jimmy Garoppolo day. All right, so that means we're down to Allen. We pay up for Allen. We got a mid tier in Burrow, or we go lower budget with Tannehill. Um, I mean, where where are you looking at here? So I actually, I kind of like Tannehill for what you're saving salary wise and what you have the option of adding uh you know downstream in your lineup and also it's the fact that i'm gonna get a lot of the same things it's, like i'm getting like bargain ben josh allen it feels like with ryan Tannehill. yeah yeah and i really feel like people are making and i'm sorry Biho, making the cincinnati team something it's not um i really think that like you said it's not that good of a defense and you know, Tannehill is going to be able to eat. So let's plug in Ryan Tannehill at 5,800. So we're going to plug him in. Now we're going to shift our attention to the running back position. Running back's kind of interesting. Uh, now, do we know? I think Henry's going to try to give it a go, no? Uh, the last thing I saw was he was still technically listed on, on the, the injured reserve. So, I, so I'm not even sure. I'm okay. not certain what they're going to be doing. So, um let's 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 say hypothetically he plays um for would you be interested in henry when he plays mm, yes because i was interested before that i, I was interested in Devonte free uh Devonte foreman okay. um and if i'm going to be interested in Devonte foreman then give me the um you know basically Devonte foreman if he were a superhuman um, instead, yeah. like I, you can't you can't stay away from King Henry off of that long of a layoff of fresh legs in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, I saw a video. He was just steamrolling guys in practice. But I mean, we are recording this Friday mid mid like midday eleven ish. Um, so we haven't. There's no official word. So we're going to continue with the assumption that we're just not going to include Henry. But if he does, if he if he is in at only seventy five hundred, I think you have to exert him him in. Um, I agree. Must, must play if he's in there at that price. Now, the next group, it goes Jones, Mixon, Singletary, Mitchell. Anyone in that foursome kind of like pique your interest, you want to stay away from, or anything like that? Uh, 
maybe stay away from Mixon because I could see I could see this turning into like a high scoring, maybe even like a last possession, you know, whoever has the possession last could win kind of game. And if that's the case, I could see it, you know, even though he's active in the passing game, I could see it taking away from Joe Mixon's uh, production. And also important to note that he is a good blocking back. And Cincinnati is going to be down to, I believe, their third string um, right tackle. So they may be keeping Mixon in to chip block more, and he may not get those pass routes. So I agree with you 100%. Mixon's out of the lineup. Um, One guy I'm insanely interested in is Louisiana's finest, Elijah Mitchell. He's at 5,800. San Francisco is one of the better running schemes in the NFL. Green Bay really can't defend the run. How do you feel about Mr. Mitchell? Uh, I feel like he is a very, I mean, I feel like he's got a, a pretty, kind of a low floor because what happens if Green Bay comes out and just blows the doors off of him? Then you've got Jimmy Garoppolo trying to pass the majority of the time. And also you're going to have Debo Samuel vulturing uh, 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 carries from him. Okay. Um, what about Devin Singletary? I mean, last five games, he's getting 18 carries and about 81 yards and averaging t- over 20 fantasy points in the last five. And he's only at 5,900. I so I went super value here. I don't mind it. I've got two others that I've that I've got my eye on, but okay. the only knock that I can come up with Singletary is a, is another kind of a vulture thing, which is uh, you you've got Josh Allen who's going to who's going to run the ball himself also. So it's it's almost like a split single back backfield almost. Mm-hmm. So who who are you looking for here? Cam Akers. Okay. Um. This. Uh, there's not a lot of data behind Cam Akers because he tore his AC, his Achilles before the season even started. But damn it, did he look amazing! Absolutely amazing against um, against Arizona. Uh, just you know, ripping off plenty of yards per carry. Uh, I feel like the the Rams' offense doesn't work really without a good foundational running game because a lot of it is, is such you know window dressing and you know getting people to break their eye discipline that you know you, you have to be able to run it for people to actually pay attention to that play action i agree with you 100 percent. like i did this deep dive and mcveigh not running the ball this year and how every like production's just down and they ran the ball and their offense looked very good i, I granted it was against the cardinals and then i did a, a little bit of a deep dive on the Bucks, and anytime the Bucks have played like a top rushing attack, they've given up. I think it was like 132.4 yards per game. So this Bucks defense can be run on. So I I like Acres a lot, even though I was a little pissed off when he like gave the uh, Buda Baker the little like you're too small thing when he like knocked him out. That that kind of pissed me off a little bit, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, to his credit, I don't think he knew what was happening at yeah. the time, and he looked shook up afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, it was not a good look. So I, I like Cam too. I, I really think there's a path for the Rams to win this game, and I think it's going to be the run game. Um, who is the other guy you're looking at? Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs. Um, he should be he should be RB one in this game for the Chiefs. You've got uh, Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who both might not play. So you're paying forty eight hundred for someone who's going to be the starting running back and absolutely ran wild last week against Pittsburgh. Yeah, he looked good. He looked really, really, really good. And 
I think something that he can do that Edwards Alaire can't do is he can get in between the tackles. So yeah. I really think like that's that's a good call. Um so we're looking at and the Buffalo is weak against the run, man. So yeah. um who do you think who you want to go with? You want to go with Akers, you want to go with McKinnon? What do you want to do? Um I feel like Akers is the more proven commodity, you know, more proven commodity, but Jarek McKinnon, I mean, he saves you about $700 for your lineup. This is tough. This is tough. Do you have a coin? Um, I do not have a coin, my friend. I, I, like, I, I live I, on my debit card. I'm, I'm, I'm holding my kid's plastic <laughs> dinosaur. I'm going to flip this. If it lands on the left side, we go with McKinnon. If it goes on the right, we go with Acres. It landed on the left, McKinnon. All right, so we're going with J.D. McKinnon. So now we're going to go down to the wide receiver position. Now, this is another interesting thing. I mean, you have Cup, Adams, Samuel, Chase, Evans, Tyreek, Diggs, A.J. Brown. And with the guys we're giving you, I mean, we've we're we have thirty four thousand excuse me thirty nine thousand four hundred dollars worth of salary left. We have a lot of options on the table here. Um, I mean, floor is completely wide open. Um, what where are you going here? Is there anyone that really? I mean, you mentioned Devontae Adams. He has a great matchup against the 49ers. Debo, the offense runs through Chase. It's like him and Burrow are BFS. He gets every single target. Where are you looking here? So it, it, I guess for me the decision is: Do I stack up AJ Brown uh, with with Ryan Tannehill, or do I go the uh, the opposite direction? If I'm not going to get Burrow, can I le- leech some points off of Burrow's production with Jamar Chase? It seems like the more logical thing would be to try to leech some of the the uh, value off of uh, off of Burrow by by putting in Jamar Chase because, like we said, they give up so many yards in the passing game that you got to think that you know. In addition to maybe a touchdown or two, he's going to have like 200 yards receiving. Yeah, I mean, I love like taking the quarterback of one side and then running it back with whoever you feel is going to be the highest producer of the skilled position, have it be a tight end, wide receiver, running back. So I like that thought process a lot with running it back with Chase. And I mean, he's like 7,100. So having him in the lineup, we have plenty of options. Um, Out of those guys I mentioned... Cooper, Adams, Samuel, Chase, Evans, Tyreek, Diggs, um, and A.J. Brown. Is there anyone you're like, eh, you know what? This just isn't the matchup. Let's just stay away. I, part of me kind of thinks Cooper Cup, and it, it has to do with what I'm seeing watching the offense. It seems like o, you know Odell Beckham Jr. is becoming the scoring threat. Uh, they're wanting to get Higby more, more involved. Uh, they have Cam Akers, who, who's, you know, who, if he runs like he did against Arizona, he's he's going to be ripping off you know four or five yards of carry, uh, and I, I feel like Cooper Cup is more of just that like I don't know I, he's like Amish Amish Julian Edelman almost. Um, it, 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 he, he can get tons of yards, but if I'm playing DFS, I want I want tutters. And yeah. if, if if it's ODB getting the touchdowns, then maybe you stay away from from Cooper Cup. It's it seems like. For the season, Cup led the NFL in red zone targets, but the last couple of games they've been running since Odell's gone there. It's the Odell trying to high point a ball. He's been the red zone target. Target it it, it is. Excuse me. Um, 
So, yeah, I like Chase too, man. I mean, this guy, and last week they started using him in the backfield more too. So, I like Chase here. Let's go ahead. Let's. I also let's, really sorry. like cheering for people who have the same name as me. Oh, which is which is respectable. I mean, yeah, which is respectable. Um, tight end position. We'll just touch on the tight end position as we do a little bit. Um, I mean, from we have thirty two thousand three hundred left here. I mean, you got Kelsey, you got Gronk, you got Kittle, you got Knox, you got Higby, you got CJ Usman, you got Furster. I mean, everyone's on the table here right now, but I mean. I'll be honest, I really feel like in this slate, you got to use like one of the I, big three, don't you? Kelsey, Gronk, or Kittle? I zigged. I like Ooh. Fursker. Ooh. Fursker, I, I just I, met her. <laughs> <laughs> I, so Cincinnati, they're, they're, they're giving up the most points uh, to tight ends of the remaining playoff teams. Uh, this is the top tight end on the Tennessee roster. Uh, you get a little bit of the stack thing. This kind of goes back to what I was saying. It was like, if you're going to stack, like don't make, make the most obvious stack. Do the second most obvious or third most obvious stack with, with, uh, with Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I like Fursker. And, and, you know, I could also see if you don't do our lineup and go with Allen, you know, play Knox. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, but I, I really like for, for what we're doing, I really like Fursker. And he's only at 3,100. So, I mean... That, like, with building around Tannehill, McKinnon, Chase, and Furster, I mean, that leaves you plenty of options for every single high-salary guy. So, I mean, I I really like this build. I think this build is gonna is enough to get in the cash in the, in the 50-50 contest and as right. a potential to bust out in um, the Millie Maker. Uh, Chase, real quick, you know, you're on the show. I got one question for you. Who is winning this week? These Who games. is winning? Yeah, just not, no bets. Just just give me your predictions for the game. Uh. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm I'm weirdly gonna go Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, it, in, in their matchup, um, I I think I I don't know. I feel I feel like the teams maybe got a little bit of magic behind them, and they just needed to get that one like actual playoff win like under the, their belt. Um, but I, even though that, that game seems like a coin toss and my gut says, or, you know, my reason says it should be Tennessee, I, I'm kind of leaning uh, Cincinnati. Okay. Um, have to look, let me see. Let's look at the other games here. Packers, 49ers is next. Packers. Uh, you're going Packers. Pack. And a, yeah, and a laugher, I think. All right. Um, next game, Rams, Bucks. Rams. I actually love the Rams. I like the Rams as well. And the nightcap. The Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs. I'm I'm in the mafia, man. I think that I think the Buff, Buffalo Bills get it done. All right. Well, we agree on two out of the four, my friend. So uh, you know, Saturday we're fighting, but Sunday we're BFFs, dude. So uh, uh, that that works. We're almost guaranteed <laughs> to. We could go four and zero as a team. And that's what it's all about. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, you know, you got. A lot. You and I are going to be on cutting nets tomorrow. I believe that's at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard yep. Time. Um, yep. And then you have the gymnasium Friday night. What time is that? Uh, that's our pick show. That's Friday. That's uh, Friday night at um, uh, nine uh, nine p.m. Eastern. Okay. And then when is when is the gymnasium? 
the gymnasium is uh, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So we'll be we'll be around to wrap up all the all the NFL action, and ooh, we've even got some we've got some USFL news because uh, we are a if nothing else spring football podcast. I love spring football. I mean, like I have a lot of XFL gear, and I, I love that shit. So I'll definitely be tuning in for that. Thank you. I've got- one knock of the USFL right now is how many times are you going to make me watch Colin fucking Coward to uh, to announce who coaches are? Quit dragging it out. Tell me who they are. See, the funny thing is, is Coward actually has me blocked on Twitter. So him and I are currently fighting right now. So That's amazing. Yeah, because, I mean, I may, I may have retweeted something he said and said, I feel sorry for anyone that thinks Tua is going to be a good quarterback at the NFL level. And that's that's all it took for me to get blocked by Colin Coward back in the day. So I think it's been a two year block now. You know, I, you know, I, you win some, you lose some. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm Team Eric. So if I ever see him <laughs> in the streets, you better look out. So Chase, I want to thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure talking to you and everything. Look forward to doing more stuff with you in the future. Good luck with the new puppy, and we will talk soon, my friend. All right, thank you. Really appreciate you having me. So now we're going to dive into the betting aspect of the divisional round and who else to come on. He's starting to become a regular. David, a.k.a. Denver Dog on Twitter, a.k.a. Alpha underscore analytics 21 on Instagram. David, how you doing today, my man? Good, good. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you having me on. I actually kind of love the idea of coming to regulars, so uh, appreciate that kind of introduction here. You know, it's it's been great, man. You know, it's been great, you know, talking to NFL for you. And, and it's always cool because it's like I like hearing different perspectives of people because there's no right or wrong way to do this. At the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to make some money and trying to help you guys make some money. And if we can help you guys make money, that's what it's all about. And we're at the best week of uh, the NFL, in my eyes, the divisional round, four games, two Saturday, two Sunday, the first game. We got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Nashville, Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans. Line has kind of been all over the place. Opened up at two and a half. Right now, according to Betstamp, it is over under a 47 and a half, and it's trickled back down to three and a half. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, this is one of my games that uh, I'm just going to enjoy watching a little bit. Um, my lines are way too tight in this game for me to have an actual play recommendation. Um, you know, there's very, very small edges. I think with the totals, I'd be looking under. Um, you know, in terms of that, what, I'm, what I mean by my lines being so close is, you mentioned, you know, Vegas spread right now is at three and a half. Um, Titans lane, three and a half. I've got a more at a minus two. Um, that hook really just kind of like, you know, it doesn't doesn't do anybody favors on either side. Maybe more for the Bengals than it would for the Titans, uh, especially being that home team. Um, but yeah, I you know I'm only seeing like a point differential there with my model. Um, you know, and similarly for the totals, you know, like like you mentioned, it's upwards of 47 and a half on most books. You know, my model is actually a little under that at 45. So you know, if I had to lean a certain direction, I'd, I'd probably go under. Um, you know, the value is obviously for my model with Cincinnati and the under just overall. And, and that's similar with the first half lines as well. I mean, the first half lines are sitting at three and 23 and a half. My model average is a minus two and a half for the spread and a 23 point 
uh, total average for the first half. So I'm right on par with uh, the Vegas Lions in this case. So, you know, just definitely one that I'm going to probably sit out on. Um, but, you know, if I if I were to find a small edge, it's going to be in the full total for the game and looking at the under. See, I love, 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 love the Titans here. And I actually locked them in at three. I got a little earlier in the game right when it came out. And the reason I like the Titans is I looked at over the last eight games of the season, they're averaging giving up 5.5 yards rushing per attempt. And their best run stopper, Larry, and I'm going to butcher this name, Oajabi, is out. When he's not on the field, they're averaging giving up a 1.5 yards more per play for the season. So they're getting Derrick Henry back, the Titans, and I think they're just going to be able to run the ball, and then that's going to force the linebackers to pinch up. And then looking at it, the Bengals were 27th defending the play-action pass, second worst of teams that made the playoffs. I think Tennessee is going to be able to move the ball at will. And I just feel that rest is also a big thing. I was looking at the schedule. This is the Bengals' 10th straight week of playing a football game. During that time, the Titans have had two buys, the buy during the regular season, the buy for having the best record in the playoffs. And they played that one Thursday game. So they basically had an extended extended week. So this Bengals team is rest. And this is, believe it or not, this is going to be the first game all year that they've played when they've had all 22 starters. Isn't that kind of crazy? That is absolutely nuts. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and I, I, I kind of love it that they are healthy at the right time, though. I mean, they've always been that team to threaten in the playoffs. And you're right. I mean... I know they're getting Derrick Henry back, and, you know, when I really kind of look at it from an overall, you know, just develop perspective, I mean, again, you know, Titans have the better rushing defense um, sitting in the top 13. Uh, Bengals are more at the bottom tier, lower 15, lower 20, so really the bottom tier of, of rushing defense. Yeah, they Titans have a really good chance at home to kind of run all over them. So, you know, it's, it's definitely – more in the Titans' favor. I just don't like the hook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the number where it's at is brutal. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got at the three. And yeah. I, I re now I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, that that first game, to me, the Raiders and the Bengals, they were just going up and down the field, but they're just settling for field goals. You know, no team could punch right. it in the red zone. Um See, I really wanted you to say over because I like I had in my head and I didn't say anything to you. If you said you liked the over, I was gonna hammer the over with the stuff with them <laughs> def- defending the play action. But now, since your your number is pretty tight on, I may stay back and maybe just hit the Tennessee team total over because I think Tennessee is gonna be able to move the ball really effectively in this game. Um, yeah. There's also like there's also um, like. Can you imagine, I was thinking about this when I was enjoying my lovely Peloton workout this morning and swearing at the the bike, um, a team that basically didn't have their best player for half the season, and they're the one seed in the playoffs. I mean, and now you have Mike Vrabel, who I think should win coach of the year. He's not going to be telling these, these, these players, hey, you know, no one's... No one's giving us a shot. 
You know, everyone says Cincinnati's this new up-and-coming team. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the next next Patrick Mahomes, whatever. I really like Rabel and, like, the rah-rah, hey, you know, us against the world. You know what I mean? Everyone's overlooking us. I really like him as a coach and, like, like the mentality, like, he's kind of bringing to this Titans team. I completely agree with everything that you're saying mm-hmm. there. That's the thing. Um, I I love that they're under the radar. I, yeah. It's crazy to say that about the Titans. I mean, um, they really – you're right. The Cincinnati team right now has the flash because of both Jamar Chase and Burrow as a combination. Um, and they're going to have that for years to come, but everybody's just kind of seen that more and more recent weeks. And, you know, I mean, I think obviously that's going to be in the Titans' defensive game plan, right? Like they're sitting – and the top passing defensive rankings as well, um, very even with Cincinnati. So I think it really does come down to the run game in this game overall. I think Brable's definitely going to coach it up from that angle as well, saying, hey, look, we're at home. They're coming into our home, and, you know, we're just going to shut everybody up. So it's, you know, it's looking very favorable for the Titans. I just think from a numbers perspective, it's, it just speaks to the Bengals as being a dog yeah. on the road. It would probably be the only dog team that I'd even consider um, right now, except for maybe one other one we get there. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, see, I, oh, it's going to be interesting to see. So game one, I have Tennessee. I'd like him in at minus three. I agree, though, at the number I would – currently I, I would pass this at the number right now now let's go to yeah. the primetime game the san francisco 49ers plus five and a half at green bay over under you know 47 47 and a half depending on on the book you're able to shop around at first half three no all three and a halfs across the board and it is anywhere from 22 and a half to 23 and a, 24, excuse me, for the over-under for the first half. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, this game screams San Francisco all over the place. Um, and that's for the full game um, at the spread that it's at. I've got them favored by almost three points um, to actually win outright. So for me, this is definitely one of those, um, you know, it's like, seven to almost eight point differential for the spread for the whole game to definitely lean into. Um, but then even the first half, same kind of thing. I actually have the first half more as a pick em, So for them to get three and a half is looking really good in their favor as well. Um, from a, the real area though, that I find uh, significant and I do mean significant value is in this total number. Um, it is probably one of my biggest spread differentials sitting almost at, a 12-point average differential above. So I'm averaging this at almost 59 um, points for the game. Uh, so clearly about, like I said, almost 12 points above what the total is showing for the Vegas line. Um, you know, so if anybody was kind of skeptical on playing either, you know, one side or the other for just playing the sides piece, you know, definitely look at the totals. I play the first half over 23 and a half. My model is showing an average of 30. Um, so almost a full touchdown there for an advantage on the total as well as for the game I'm showing over, you know, just in general, like I said, almost 12 points over as well. So I'm all over San Francisco's money line. I'm all over the over in this game for the total. And that's exactly where my money's going. My man, I hopped on this right away. I got, I got plus 210 on the money line. I got it plus five and a half. I, 
at the end of the day, and it's kind of deceiving because you like you look at the Packers, DVOA defending the rush, they're twenty eighth, but anytime they've played a good running game, like the Browns, like they've just you really struggled. And I think 49ers are gonna be able to run the ball effectively and the way you beat them is you control the clock, you keep Rodgers on the sidelines so he can't get every, any rhythm. Any in every game the Packers have lost Teams have averaged 30 carries per game, and that's exactly what they do. Control the clock, keep Rodgers off. In, te- in games they've won, teams average 21 games a carry. You have to be able to run the ball, control the clock against the Packers. I think the 49ers are going to be do- be able to do it. My only one worry <laughs> is will Kyle Shanahan get too cute? That's my one worry. Yeah. Um, just because at the end of that Cowboys game, what the hell are you doing? I mean, we can talk about the fourth and one where Jimmy Garoppolo, who is perfect in quarterback sneaks, he's never been stopped in a quarterback sneak in his career. You put your left tackle in motion. Who the hell does that? You know what I mean? Like, why? It makes zero sense. Um, And then you're averaging five and a half yards per carry and you're like passing the ball when you're up 10 in the fourth quarter. That's... My only worry with my bet I've locked in, will Shanahan get too cute? I hear you. I mean, I'm kind of a little jealous. You got you got 10 cents better than I did <laughs> in terms of the Niners' money line. I got, I got it at the plus 200 mark. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sprinkled between the spread and the money line like you like you normally do. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear you in terms of Shanahan's game plan. So, you know, it is just a matter of – the execution part of it. Um, I definitely think they have the wherewithal to walk into Green Bay and, and win this game, though. I mean, because they were shredding. I mean, I'm, I'm using the term shredding that Cowboys defense, who is like oh, one yeah. DVOA. I mean, it wasn't even close. They were just marching up and down the field. And then in the fourth, you're passing. I don't know. It just, it was really mind, mind scratching to me about everything that was going on. Um, Another thing to know. So I, I do. I do want to hit actually on that Devoa rankings that you're just talking about. When I'm looking at the 49ers straight up, if I didn't look at any other numbers, San Francisco rushing offense top three, passing offense top five, rushing defense top ten, passing defense top two right now. Like they're just sitting so well that. You know, again, like I think they absolutely can walk in there and shred Green Bay just the same. Yeah, I, I like them a lot, and I would throw out that first game because both these good teams are just completely different, and Bosa's playing, and I think Jenkins being out, we're really going to see how that's going to hurt the Packers' offensive line. Um, next game, we're going to go to the first game on Sunday, turning out to be an interesting game. Uh, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, Rams versus Bucks. Yeah, so, you know, out of this line, I've got, um, uh, let's see here. For the, for the spread, I'm showing right now, still sitting, or at least I caught it earlier in the week at, you know, minus two and a half for Tampa Bay, um, you know, with a Vegas line total of about 48 and a half. And, you know, my numbers are showing uh, for Tampa Bay to cover that, I mean, almost by a touchdown. So definitely in in favor of Tampa Bay at home. Um, Also, 
for the total, I'm showing a total model about 55 for the average. So, I mean, if I had to play that, it's a little close still for me to consider it a play. But overall, everything is showing that it would trend over uh, in terms of totals for both first half and full game. Uh, total for the first half are sitting at 24. I'm showing 28. And then similarly for the lines for the first half, I mean, you're basically calling it a pick of, you know, at a minus one, one and a half line. I mean, somebody's definitely covering minus one. Um, you know, I definitely think somebody's coming out of advantage by a field goal or more. And it's actually my model showing Tampa Bay as a favor of, you know, covering that by pretty much better than a field goal. So, um, you know, right now, everything that, about this game screams Tampa Bay. Um, and, you know, it, it surprises me to say that just because of such a depleted wide receivers that they've had around them. But, man, have they had people just step up and act like nothing was even wrong. You know, like they still have Evans, they still have Gronk, and they still had, you know, multiple running backs to just execute that rushing attack. So, um, you know, even from a passing rushing attack, you know, or passing back, you know, perspective as well in the backfield. So I, I really, really like, um, you know, where Tampa Bay's at, but man, I, I, it's hard to disagree with what the Rams did last week as well. I mean, this is going to be a great game. Obviously it's a closer line with good reason. Um, I'm just still finding a lot of value in Brady, uh, the overall Buccaneers team in, in comparison. And, you know, so I'm, if I had to, you know, pick some, you know, model some sides. I find my greatest edge to be with the full game, you know, minus two and a half with Tampa Bay, and uh, that's where I'm putting my money for this one. Uh, we're disagreeing on this one, my friend. We're disagreeing. I got the Rams. I, I locked them in at plus three. Um, a couple reasons. Uh, number one, the game yes last week, once Wirfs went out, the Eagles who don't really rush the passer and were without their best pass rusher, they started pressuring Brady, and they got four sacks in the game. And Wirfs didn't practice today. He's a 328-pound man, and he was in a walking boot. I would find it remarkable if he was able to play that game. And his backup got hurt. So now you're down to a third-string right tackle, and Ryan Jensen, their center, is hurt. He's. I think he's going to play but you have Aaron Donald right up in front of him rushing Brady. And Brady oh, yeah. <laughs> is most uncomfortable when you have interior pressure. And the Rams pressure more. They blitz more than the Eagles. So I think they're going to be able to get home a lot on Brady and make him like disrupt a little bit. You know, make him uncomfortable, make him speed yeah. through his progressions. And I think really this is the game where they're going to not – not having Godwin there underneath, I think this is where it's going to show. I think, you know, just not having the timing and everything, I think this is where it's kind of going to show. Um, last time we talked, I went on this big rant about running the ball and everything and how you could run the ball on this team. And if I were to tell you, just listen to these numbers, like forget, forget last week's score, okay? If I were to tell you that the Eagles had a 60% success rate on early downs running, Averaging for the game 5.6 yards per carry, would you have thought the Eagles would have covered and won? Absolutely. So I think that, like, all I know because I've, I've rewatched that game twice, is, <laughs> you know, they just got down a quick 17 nothing, and no, they got down a quick 14 nothing, and 
um, Sirianni just panicked. He started having Hurts, you know, throw the ball way too much. This Rams team, yeah. this the game on Monday night was the second game all season where they had more rushing attempts than passing attempts. The only other one was the game, I think it was week four or five against the Giants. And I really think they're going to be able to run the ball and just grind this game out and then take advantage of with Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup against this um, against the secondary. And then when you look at the Rams' wins, anytime they run the ball 26 times or more, on average, they win. So I really think if they run the ball 25 times, they're going to win. And I just feel that with the in, I feel that the Bucks injuries, this is the game they're going to add up and the Ram Rammies are going to be able to take advantage of it and I'm going to just cry thinking of Detroit's best quarterback ever being one game away from the Super Bowl. So, but no, I think it should be a great game and but so when this when this line came out cuz it can't like Dave Mason of Bet Online tweeted out and Bucks minus two. I thought the Bucks would be laying more points, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, so doesn't that but, doesn't that kind of speak like, hey, we want people to bet the Bucks? So that well, way, absolutely, you does. know what I mean. And I think in that fashion, I think people have right. Yeah, that line has been yeah. from minus two to minus two and a half. The money's obviously fallen a little bit more in Tampa Bay. But to your point, at some point it hit three. Yeah. Uh, and people started smashing it the other way. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's sitting right, I think, where it needs to. I think it, I'll see it probably right about minus three, plus three, um, come game day. Um, but, you know, at this point, I think it's, at a, it's, it's where it needs to be. I mean, this is going to be a very good game. It's going to be a close game. Um, and I, I do find the value in the dog in this game, too. Like I said, I don't have Tampa Bay blowing them out of the water or anything. So I am definitely taking this purely from a, a lean perspective of, you know, it's a play for me, but it's a very close play. It's I think it's going to be the game of the week, to be honest with you. I think out of every game, I think this is going to be the game that comes down to the last possession and the most, um, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Theater. The, big, the biggest theater game. I think this is going to be it. And I honestly, I I can't wait for it. I, I can't wait at all. And with as something else to think about, Gronk is such a good blocking tight end. It makes me wonder if they're going to have, you know what I mean? Are they going to keep block Gronk into to, um, to block? Or are they just going to play, you think, with like, six offensive linemen and just have an offensive lineman be the tight end position. You know what I mean? Just to help. That's good. Yeah. You know, and then like Arians, I, I listened to some press conference. He was talking about going no huddle. So that way the Rams can't, can't, can't sub in and out and try to get them off pace. I think it's going to be a real, a very chess mashy, chess, chess match type game. When right. I, 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 I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be great. Um, next game, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Real, really, really interested because because I I don't I don't know where you're going here. Um, we got Bills, Chiefs, and this is it's pretty much settled in about two right now. Um, Bills getting two on the road. Over under is a juicy fifty four and a half. Where are you? <laughs> Uh, God, I 
I am having a uh, I'm having a hard time with this game. Uh, you know, my numbers are, are are against where my head and heart and everything else is right now. Um, so you know, Lions sitting at minus two, and I don't have this very close. Um, actually, I've got Kansas City in a two-score advantage. Um, oh wow! So yeah, I I don't have this very close uh, in terms of where the line is, and but the total is right on par. Like I, Vegas is sitting at fifty-four. I'm sitting at fifty-five. Um, so you know, personally, I'm not touching the total. I don't even want to touch the spread <laughs> because you know I don't want to bet against my team, the Bills. Like I. You know, personally, I think, you know, the Bills played the perfect offensive game I think anybody's seen all season. Nothing was better than a video game script um, for what we saw out of them, you know, pummeling the Patriots last weekend, um, which was amazing uh, from so many different angles. But, you know, I, I, I've said this for the last few years as Buffalo, you know, gets this far into the playoffs, you know, you got to be able to beat the best, and you got to be able to stand up against Kansas City, who, you know, kind of all rose, kind of have always gone through Kansas City in recent years. So, you know, I am very um, <laughs> obviously invested in this matchup. Um, and if I had to make a recommendation, this is where you know I'm not biased. I'm, I'm literally using what my numbers are showing me, and, you know, the play would be for Kansas City on the spread for the game. Uh, at minus two, so you know that is that is where my numbers are are saying to go, and I don't try to bet against my numbers uh, at any sense. So you know I have confidence in what my model's showing. Um, you know, but at the same point, and when I look across the board, here's where I I get really into certain things with this uh, play, if you will, is the fact that when I'm looking at the Bills, it is at a top ten overall perspective of everything DeVoe across the board. They are, you know, rushing offense top seven, rushing defense number one right now, um, passing offense number nine, passing defense number 11. Then you flip it over to Kansas City, and, you know, their actual rushing defense rate is in the bottom tier from what what I've gathered. The same with their passing defense. So it's like, you know, the numbers are showing me a little difference um, in variance in terms of the rankings against each other. And I'll tell you what, if Buffalo can play anything close to what they did last week, then they're just going to stomp all over Kansas City, in my opinion. But this, that also would want me to say, you know, which defense, do, do both defenses show up? Does only one show up? I mean... I'm kind of all over the map, but if you know, like if I'm so if I'm centering and focusing in on one play, it's just the spread for Kansas City based on my model, and I'm just walking, kind of kind of walking away from any other <laughs> any other discussion points. Not trying to overthink this. See, I'm Bills Mafia right now. I am all in on Bills Mafia. Um, I think I actually I, I don't know if I got the two or the two and a half. Um, I'll I'll just say for argument's sake, I got the two. Now. This is now a. Don't get me wrong. The only person Mahomes has lost to in the playoffs is Tom Brady. That's it. The literally the only person he's lost to. And when the number is this low, he's a covering machine. But I just really feel that this is the game. The Bills have built this up to stop the Chiefs. They are finally healthy. 
their offensive line is healthy, they're running the ball, and the way you beat this the Chiefs team is you run the rock, you set up the deep ball to attack Sorensen, who I still can't believe is getting any run in the NFL, and let alone quality minutes, and you just you just attack him. Um, Mahomes is twenty has the twenty seventh completion percentage while facing pressure. And the Bills only blitz at 26%, but they have a 30% pressure rate. So that means they're able to get home without blitzing. And that's going to be key because they're going to be able to keep the defenders back and cover Kelsey, double Hill. And you have to run the ball to beat the Bills' um, defense because they are, that is their one kind of hole in their defense, defending the run. And Kansas City really has no running game to speak of. And I don't think defensively, they're going to be able to stop this newfound Bills rushing attack or Stefan Diggs or before our eyes, Knox is developing to one of the best young tight ends in the game. And Josh Allen loves to run the ball. And guess who happens to give up the fifth most rushing yards to opposing uh, quarterbacks? The Kansas City Chiefs. I I think, see, I think the Bills romp them. I think the Bills win by 10 plus. And I love that because just like you, I am, I mean, Hand down, I'm Bills Mafia all the way. And again, that's why I'm looking at this going, there's no way that that's <laughs> what my model's saying can be that big significance of a, of a, you know, just variance, if you will, in the spread. And, you know, and I, because when I'm looking at the two teams, I see it just like that too. To the naked eye, I'm like, man, Bills all the way. Like, there is, this train is just, you know, pumping. It's on all, it's firing all cylinders. It's going, you know, this is the team to beat. Um, and I definitely got him in the Super Bowl. I mean, Jesus, like, there's no question about it. I want to see him get that far and win the whole thing. And, you know, I, I'm just sitting here like, wow. Like, I, I agree with you. Um, I love where the rushing game has gone over recent weeks. I mean, God, give Cemetery the ball and the man's producing. Um, you know, put it in Josh's hands. And, you know, he's, he's hitting every single target throw that you can think of, putting it in the right place for his receivers to actually make positive plays downfield. Um, you know, so I just want to see more of that. Good decision making will result in, you know, great outcomes. So, so that's uh it's gonna be a hell of a game as well. But yeah, I, I can definitely see this offense giving the Kansas City defense more problems and I and I named that already through my developer rankings. Like I I can see the holes in just their overall defense, um, you know, showing up and you know, and then the Bills will hopefully just show out. I mean, I'm my heart's obviously rooting for the Bills. I'm just telling everybody what the numbers say for the for the play. Uh, but this this is the big question, though. Are you betting the Chiefs? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, hey. I cannot do. I cannot bet against my team. <laughs> I respect that. I mean, I'm a huge Michigan State guy, and you know, I only bet against them during the regular season, but come March Madness. If I think they're gonna lose, I just kind of, just kind of sit it out. Just kind of sit it out and don't bet it. So I, I, I get where you're coming from because I'm the same exact way. Um, so I'm gonna ask you right now while we're recording, instead of me begging you at the beginning of the week, is there any chance you could come on next week to talk the two uh, championship games? Oh, absolutely, man. Right. Yeah, we'll definitely make some time and go through this together again. All right, cool. So you'll be on next week. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule i mean you're telling me off air how you're getting pulled in a million and two directions so i really do appreciate it so thank you i'll have to send you some uh 
Coors Light, some of the finest brew that the old uh, the Rockies had to offer. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? All right. Well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, definitely appreciate the uh, the Denver Rock Denver Rocky Mountain waters uh, for sure. I, I always call Coors Light water. I'm like, man, you guys are just drinking water. That's beautiful. We um, used to call it. Hydrated. We used to call it Colorado <laughs> Kool Aid back in the day. There you go. <laughs> That's a better one. I like that description. Um, so yeah, anybody who ever wants to talk anything, uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Denver Dog Better, B E T T O R, and then as well as on Instagram, uh, Alpha underscore Analytics Twenty One. Uh, been more recently active on Twitter than than Instagram, but you know, always feel free to reach out, send a DM, I'll respond. And uh, we can talk about anything you like to about any spread matchup across all sports. So thank you, Eric. Appreciate your time, man. Look forward to doing this again next week. Sounds good, my man. Best of luck. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're celebrating a Bills versus Titans game. Bills versus Titans next week. Uh, We'll talk soon, my friend. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening make sure you like subscribe leave a little review whatever any reviews would be great reviews um so i really appreciate that thanks for tuning in i'd like to thank chase for coming on make sure you give him a follow on twitter at wolf of wall street funny dude great dude knows his fantasy knows his horse racing knows his sports betting real intelligent guy great with numbers make sure you give him a follow and then also thank you for david for coming on Denver Dog Better on Twitter and Alpha underscore Analytics 21 on the gram. Real smart guy too. Great with numbers as well. Um, both those guys, they post picks for free, you know, and they're providing winners. So make sure you give those guys a follow on those platforms. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Catch me tomorrow on Cutting Necks and Fourth and Inches. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, my friends.